Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we unpack the Genesis Invitational and discuss the Saudi League along with Phil Mickelson's comments. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. Hey, hey. Excited to get into it today. Um, we have some some game talk, have some recent range sessions uh, around at Presidio. We got some Saudi Golf League, and then of course we got the Genesis recap. Um, figure we start off with some game talk. Cool. So since we last spoke, um, have you played? I have not played. I haven't played around since we played out at uh, Half Moon Bay. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. I was like, when was the last time I even played? And it was then. Yeah, it had been a lot of, of rain sessions and stuff like that. And then we we played St Andrews when we were in. in that's Car- true. In that Carmel. is true. At, at the the Lynx Club. Yeah, um, that was the only swings otherwise, um, other than at the range. So, how'd it go? Uh, you know, I, I went and, uh, got a couple of rain sessions in with my dad. It was fun. Uh, just working on the middle irons and short irons, trying to eliminate the little pull I've had with those mm-hmm. still dropping bombs with everything with my lot, my, my driver and the hybrid. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. I'm going to play this weekend. Um, oh, nice. Where are you playing? schedule. I'm going back to Stockton. I'm going to play, uh, actually in, in your turf at, at Manteca. Oh, um, nice. On Saturday. So, uh, playing then, and I might, if my schedule holds true to what it's looking like, I might be able to sneak around in on Thursday afternoon. I might just do that by myself somewhere in the uh, South Bay Peninsula nice. area. Cool. Yeah, I was. I, I and was you, actually... uh, you were at the Dio yesterday, correct? Yep. Went to went to uh, the range there on Saturday. Put some work in, um, and then went out and played with Dylan from Dylan Smith Golf uh, yesterday. Uh, incredible weather uh, in terms of uh, the sun being out. It was cold, and uh, on the back nine, all this wind that we're having right now yeah, picked yeah, up. Yeah. Dude, it, it it got it got bad, like around twenty mile, twenty to twenty five mile per hour gust yesterday, and then all night last night and today, it's just been crazy. Yep. Yeah, um, I thought about you guys when I was working outside yesterday. Um, it was quite windy. Yeah, um, course is in great shape. I mean, we got to drive like it wasn't cart path only. Oh yeah, there. it hasn't rained in hella long. Yeah, minus the little bits of rain that we've got today. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, it was it was course is in great shape. The greens were so hard and so fast. Um, they must have just they must have rolled them all recently because like even the practice green like before was fast was super fast. So. And I and I saw them. That bitch had hella water on it in the morning. I saw them having to like you know push it off, squeegee it off, or whatever. And it, it was still just ridiculously fast. So um, crazy to hold greens if you didn't hit a good shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Those greens are hard to get at, anyways. Short game, um, yeah. Short game uh, was it, it was extremely challenging. And then obviously, if you're short sided, it was just over. And I yeah. Found, I think I found myself short sided a few times. Um, Overall, I think I played great. I drove the ball great. I didn't hit one one shot left uh, off the tee. Very nice. Um, hit some great iron shots. I think I hit three absolutely perfect iron shots in terms of solid contact right where I'm where aimed. Where you were aimed at. Uh, I got boned on four, that short par three. 
I hit it. I hit a. Mm. I, I hit a ball when there was the wind top. blowing, and right when I hit the when I right when I hit the ball, the wind stopped blowing, and it went over into the the bunker with a a pin that was in the back. Oh so like, yeah, yeah. Those bunkers behind the green aren't fun. Yeah. So that was extremely tough, and I hit two other shots that normally would have been right on right on target, right on the green, and the and the wind just like knocked it down terribly. So these things happen at Presidio. Yeah, and overall, I still feel feel like I. I didn't lose a single ball out there, which That's is nice. Which is really That's impressive tough. as well. Um, I putted really well. I, I, I mean, it's it's hard to read greens out there, but I didn't blow the ball. You know, I think I had like two, three putts. Nice. The so day. keeping control of the speed, not mm-hmm. losing any strokes out there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so at the end of the day, I shot an 82. Very nice. It's probably one of my better rounds out there, considering I played out there before and shot a 96 in a tournament, which was. Dude, Probably Presidio can ever. Presidio can get very tough. Um, kind of beats you down. So that's that's a good round. Yeah, great course. Um, it really was it was great time. Played with Dylan. Got to see how he how he takes on that course. And uh, he was out there playing with the same length uh, Cobras. He got those. Um, oh. He got them. Yeah. So it's like pitching wedge through four iron are all the same length. Interesting. It's it's, it's the Bryson it, approach. Yeah. It, I think he's going full Bryson because he's got the 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 sick putter with the arm lock, mm-hmm. and he's also playing Bridgestone balls. So that is that sounds full Bryson. I mean, that's right pretty. There. I asked him if he was going to get a hat, uh, a, little, he a little Hogan hat for himself. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, it was great just watching somebody who who's played that course so much. He knows so much about it. Yeah, uh, and he shot one over, just. An absolute clinic. Like Day he, at the office. Yeah, he had, he he had a, a he struggled right off the bat um, with the bogey, and then just got a couple birdies, and then it was just par 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 with all these birdie putts in between. So saw some really really good shots. He and called his shot a couple times, which was really fun to watch, um, and just picking up tips from him throughout the day, which just was great. Um, overall. I'm actually looking forward to playing that course again. I think I'm just, I'm just going to start playing it more since it's right here. Yeah. And we get such a good deal um, in terms of what other or what out-of-towners Courses pay. charge yeah. and what you, the amenities you get. Yeah. Yep. So, and, and they're really doing a lot of improvements out there too. Um, some of the things have changed since we've been out there. They've taken out all the hedges, uh, like all the hedges, and then they're turning hole 10 and 18. They essentially took out the rough that separates the two, the two fairways fairways so now that's all just going to be fairway out there cool which i mean i guess that's great that there's a lot of other places that you can make the course easier but um that that's what they're doing out there so that rough sure. kind of swallows a lot of balls yeah in the nine t shot true so maybe you think just, that you would need it though to step to, s- to keep people from going into the speed up play. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, don't know. you're right. There's ways that you can make that course a little less challenging than that particular adjustment. Um, but hey, I'm all for it. Extra fairway is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it. it. Felt great throughout the day. Felt strong. Um, really excited to be going with the fade. I'm learning like how to line up, how to aim, and play it more. Uh, how to line up in the tee box instead of lining up on the left full, on the left side trying to hit it. Mm-hmm. You know, I go across. I line up on the right side and and let it let it fade around. Yeah, so things like that. I also don't need to try to hit a fade on a nine iron or less. 
so I should just be going up there and just trying to hit it straight or even put a little bit of a draw on it with anything like that. But just learning day by day, I feel like I'm really putting things together. So I'm excited to go play that course more or play a, 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 an easier course and just see how much fun that is. Yes. So perhaps a little peacock gap in your future. Yeah, that would be great. Or Manteca, like going out there to, to get around. And I love that course. I've been thinking about playing it. And that's the one, like, if I'm ever on... If I'm ever on the range, you know how they they say to play a course. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one I do. Well, yeah, you've grown up playing that track, so you got to Yeah. A nice knowledge of the ins and outs and the shots needed to play there. Uh yeah, I'm looking forward to Manteca this weekend. I've been played there in a long time, so um get out with the boys, the Stockton boys and see how it goes. Let me know if you play is it this Thursday you're thinking about getting out? Yeah. Well, let me know if you if you figure something out and I'll see if I can make it too. All right, cool. Should we Getting some PGA talk. Let's do it. Great weekend out at uh, in, in uh, Riviera. Incredible tournament. Um, I don't know. I mean, kind of a one man show. There it was. It was a one man show, but it was still. It was still some great golf. There was. There was watching the battle for second. The battle for the, second, but even even down the stretch there, it got pretty. close. It did get a little close, and uh, it just goes to show, like no lead is really safe. I mean. You know, two strokes doesn't seem like that much if you're the leader. You know, anything anything can go wrong. But I guess if you're trailing, it does seem like it's it's uh, you know a lot further back than you normally think. I think that uh, I mean Neiman just put on an absolute show on Thursday and Friday. Clinic. It was a clinic, and then he just played. I mean, after how he played over the first two days, all he needed to do was go out there and put some you know couple couple underscores right and see if anyone's going to catch him, which I. I didn't see that happening. Um, no. Yeah, it was fun to watch. He was he was in the zone um, from really for for all parts of his game too. Yeah. So um, kudos to him because he he screwed that tournament up last year. Yeah. And uh, so it's uh, nice to see him come back and win. I'm sure he's going to probably win a couple more tournaments here um, in the near future. One thing that that stood out to me was they were talking about the feet made of putts um and on thursday it was like you know like s- something really small like mm-hmm. 60 70 shots feet. close to the hole all day. and then and then friday it was like over like 130 140 feet made of putts and he sh- and he shot 63 both days yeah so there's two ways there's multiple ways multiple to do ways it. around it um but yeah, he I mean, around the greens he was wonderful. Um, his iron play is really is really good. I would be interesting to see his stats and just where they rank on tour. Um, just yeah, strokes gain approach. Yeah, it was just um, it was just incredible to watch him green. do it. His his swing is is so uh, it, it, there's no wasted movement. No, it's, it's a it's a nice swing, nice mm-hmm. powerful new age golf swing. Definitely. Um. Hole ten was exciting to watch. First of all, the, the course was great uh, all four days. It was in pristine shape. The yep. greens were, I mean, by all accounts, were were perfect. Um, the broadcast was calling them perfect. The players too. Beautiful um, weather. Beautiful weather out there. It was getting cold though on Sunday, and that was. Um, you can see the players were like starting to layer up and stuff, and that must have been like the the cold front that we're experiencing here, uh, kind of settling in in California. It was it was crazy watching those guys. It looked like it was warm out there, but then they're all putting on. Yeah, on Sunday they all had little sweaters and overlayers and everything. Um, 
Dude, so I was watching, I don't know if you saw this, but on Saturday morning, I turned on the broadcast and I'm watching and it's it's following Morikawa's group. Yeah. Okay. And I think the first three holes on uh, on Saturday, when he went to go put the ball, like he kept popping the ball up. Like, did you see any? Uh, I did any? not. No, it um, was, Avery it, was kind of telling me about it. It was right? so, and he just recently changed his clubs out, and, yeah. and putter out right, and so. I was just I was interested if you saw that or if anybody else else was like was seeing that because they're all popping up. Like like he had one off the green that okay you can hit a little. You can't see if there's a hole there or something like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But if you're putting on the green and popping it up, yeah. that's very odd. It was weird. Especially for a uh, professional golfer. Yeah, that was incredibly weird. I was interested if you saw that. Um, who else kind of stood out? I mean, Scheffler was in it again. Scheffler in there. JT played well. Mm. JT was the only real person other than uh, Young, Cameron Young, that they were talking about even having a chance at yeah. going and getting him. Um, I thought I thought JT played really well as too. Yeah, it's nice to see him uh, get things back into shape, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win here on the Florida swing. Yeah. Um, trying to think of what else happened. We had Tiger's comments. He kind of addressed whether or not. I mean, it's been a year since his accident. We were just talking about this yes, earlier I at mean, the Genesis. I mean, it was. I think it was the Tuesday after the yeah, tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right so after the tournament, he's talking about it. Uh, this is our first time we really saw or heard from him since the PNC. I mean, he was swinging all the clubs at the PNC, but according to him, he can he can chip and and putt well or great still. But anything longer than that, he hasn't really ramped up. Um, still having a hard time even walking. Walking, yeah, that's what I gathered that he feels like walking the course, and you know, four days of doing that is where his biggest issue is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so no Tiger at the Masters, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I think from all, everything I heard um, just listening to him talk was, I think, uh, the what we said at the end of the year, the uh, St. Andrews yeah. is the target for, for Big Cat. I'm thinking so, too. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what non-major events that he picks. Obviously, he'll play Riviera if he can do it. Um I'm trying to think of what other ones that he wouldn't miss that aren't majors. Obviously, the players isn't a major, but he's playing. That's, that's the, a couple weeks from now because right. I moved it up. Right. No, so I know he's not uh, playing this one. I'm talking just in the future. Oh, he, oh, gotcha, he's talk, gotcha, gotcha. Because he's talking about you know, his, his future in the game. He's never going to play full-time on the tour again. He's no. Like, he's, he's declared. I mean, that. like we, he, that's been in the past five years anyway. That's he true. He play yeah, full-time. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm sure he'll play Riviera for sure. You know, players probably the Memorial, probably Arnie's tournament. What's uh, Bay Hill? Yep. Um, and then I would think that's probably it. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of what other ones he's not going to do. I mean, would he do Tory Pines? I don't even know if he would do that one anymore. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, hole ten. Um, that. That uh, whole layout's incredible. Yes, watching those guys go for go for it, where it was that's was the awesome. best hole there to watch. Yeah. Um, they were talking about like it was like ninety something percent of players go for it, go for it. Yeah, and you're watching. I saw. I think I saw JT was the only one who didn't of note up there at the top who didn't go for it. He hit three wood, I think, or a hybrid or something, 
And uh, they were saying it's just like an in-between club for him, but literally everybody else is going for it with driver or something. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was pretty interesting to see. Um, That's the aggressive nature we want with that hole as yeah, well, with the he, setup. He played great, too, coming down the stretch. I mean, he had the uh, the short game clinic that he was putting on. Once, once he like stopped putting and just chipping in, he had the chip-in eagle. Um, and that followed it up with, oh no, he had the chip in birdie on Sunday, followed by uh, a chip in eagle coming down the stretch there. And he, I think he got within one stroke at one point of Neiman. And then Neiman ended up birdieing and then keeping that two stroke lead yep. the entire time. Uh, he, uh, he had a really good chance at making birdie, uh, Morikawa did on 18 to take that lead down to one with one hole left to play for Neiman. Um, and he just missed the putt, just missed it. Um, and so, I, I mean, I was sitting there thinking, if he makes this putt, there's going to be a ton of pressure on him. A little on, pressure on yeah. Neiman there coming down the stretch. Yep. Um, but then uh, Neiman had a, a birdie of, or I'm sorry, an eagle of his own on 11. So that really helped him he, as well. He had almost an eagle every goddamn round out there. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was impressive. Um. And then the last thing I think I had here, unless you had some more on this, nope. was uh, did you see the players that were lining up and uh, they're going down the wrong fairway on 15? Yes. Um, who did I see that was doing that? I think Hovland did it. Yeah, it was Hovland. And uh, someone else did it. Uh, they had a list of like four guys who had done it, and I think JT might have even been one of them. And I was just thinking... I mean, Bryson did it last yeah. year. Um, he's he's probably the most famous for the kind of th out, the out, out of the box thing. Crazy on that. doing that. Yes. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna do something about that. Like if they're gonna try to control that somehow because that's that really slows down play when you have a a, a group teeing off on fifteen going into another fairway. The people on the other fairway have to be. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of rude to the people playing the hole they should be playing. Right. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's a great point. Um, I don't know. I, I enjoy the risk-reward of it all, mm -hmm. um, but I never really kind of thought of the players on, on the actual hole. Um, yeah, I think it's fun for the spectator. Around, if you're watching it on TV, it's fun. It's entertaining. Um, I mean, if looking at it from a player's perspective, they're trying to get every advantage that they can, but I don't know. I don't know what to think about it, really. It's... Like I, mean, I, said, I guess if you got the opportunity to do it, as long as you can do it on, you know, you can't really be too mad. If, right. If, if, so, uh, it is a that is an interesting point. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think about other courses and, and and if that would be possible. I mean, it it has to serve a purpose to begin with, right? For, yeah. For, it ha it has to either have a better line into the green or it has to be you know, or like what's their little analytics program and shit. Um, you know, like Zalatoris has talked about it. How mm. they're all on. It's, it's I, my guess is it's got something to do with that. Mm. Um, I think I, I, th I thought I heard them say something about the the pin placement on that hole for the day, and that you could get at it if you went to the right. Mm -hmm. like, it was like a, it was like a tucked left pin, and if you hit it to the right fairway, you could hit 15, it. You got a better line in. Yes. To it. Um. All right, so. Cool. I don't got nothing else for, for Genesis. No, that's all I got. 
Let's jump to the Saudi Golf League. All right. The league that doesn't the, even the, exist the drama yet. still hasn't even played a tournament yet. So uh, we got to touch on Phil's comments, and I have them here. Uh, it is an interview that he did for um, Alan Shipnick, and I don't really know who he is, but he's apparently credible enough that Phil had to apologize today. So, um, and I was trying to, I was trying to see... You know exactly what did he what did he say that was uh, so controversial? And yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw the apology today, I I didn't really know why he was apologizing. So this is what he said. This is the quote that he's being attributed to. So, and he's talking about doing business with the Saudis. He says, "Quote: They're scary motherfuckers to get involved with. We know they killed Khashoggi and have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay." Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. So he's 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 admitting right there that he's trying to uh, leverage Force the PGA Tour's hand. Exactly. Yeah. He goes on. He says they've been able to get by with, with manipulative, coercive, strong-arm tactics because we, the players, had no recourse. As nice a guy as Jay Monahan comes across as. Unless you have leverage, he won't do what's right. And the Saudi money has finally given us that leverage. I'm not sure I even want it to succeed, but just the idea of it, uh, of it is allowing us to get things done with the PGA Tour, end quote. So, a lot to unpack there. He's, he, he's acknowledging that the Saudis are crazy people, or not crazy people, but the, the way that they, that they run their country is in a harsh contrast Yes, how the United States the Western operates. culture. So um, there's that. His once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to change the PGA Tour and how the PGA Tour operates, that's what I think is the real yes. reason for all this. And he already has a track record of, uh, of forcing the PGA Tour's hand on other issues. Yeah. They, he was uh, pissed off about all the media stuff just right. a couple uh, within a month ago. Yes, uh, so he's pissed off about that, and and everybody knows the way the PGA Tour, uh, the way the PGA Tour runs the me its media. If you use anything PGA Tour and it gets a certain amount of likes or views, they will remove it unless like they've given you the blessing to yeah. use it. It happens to the foreplay guys all the time. Um, it happens to a lot of people, and it happens to even players who use their own highlights on their social media. Mm -hmm. They'll uh, make them remove it. The PGA Tour wants them to have wants to have complete control over every highlight, every shot, every moment that these guys hit. Yep, and that's absolute bullshit in the age of of um, social media. These guys, the, all their all their accounts suck on social media for the most part because. They can't post their own shots. Yeah, highlights and stuff. If you watch anything that they're that they're posting, usually it's uh, them working out or playing workouts, practice sessions. Yeah, practice sessions, right? And in the, in the days of now that we have things like NFTs um, that are coming out, non fungible tokens. Yes, and so you can have For you tig dinosaurs. Tiger Tiger could have. <laughs> You know his, his his best master shots turned into NFTs, and he could sell those and make millions of dollars. That's what they're trying to get for these guys. Um, and so you can see that the changes that they've made in the last year, even with the what is it, the PIP? Yeah. And then they're increasing increasing the the payouts for these tournaments. They're uh, 
Like they, yeah, the purses have gone up. Yeah, they're doing all this to because Phil has already been putting uh, a lean on them to get to get them to do this already. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty interesting to see. It is, and we were just talking about this last week or the week before that we're going to start seeing some changes quick, and that, that Phil's comments make me believe that to be true. We're going to start seeing a lot of changes here quickly. Yeah. Um... Hey, I don't, I don't really know why he apologized again. Um, I don't think he said anything that crazy mm-hmm. um, and out of line. Uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't think he said really anything that out of line. It, it didn't. It does make him come off a little bit uh, greedy in some in some sign in some aspects of it, but. I mean, that's not really new for Phil Mickelson either. If you've yeah. followed him throughout his career, uh, he's definitely a fan of cash, and you know, uh, <laughs> has made some huge life decisions around involving large amounts of cash, and mm-hmm. and uh, so I don't. I, I again, I don't know why he apologized. I, I I'm more mad that he apologized. I would rather him just stick to what he had said. Um, he also said that the that the. PGA Tour isn't using like they're sitting on like eighty or eight hundred million dollars worth of cash, and that there's supposed to be a nonprofit com- uh, organization that raises money for charity, and said that they're sitting on this huge amount of money. I'm and sure they appar- are. Apparently, that's not true either. That's one thing that is a one of the things that the players are taking um, offense uh, to. Offense All these guys to. that came out and uh, were critical of Phil. Yeah, like I mean, Rory McIlroy. Uh, Horschel, I guess Justin Thomas said something um, recently about it when he was asked. So, I uh, I have no reason not to believe that the PGA Tour is sitting on a, a huge sum of money, right? Um, but to be saying that they're not they're not doing donating to charity and right. stuff that's that's obviously a little bit more um, you know critical um, and alarming and kind of. Yeah, you definitely want to make sure you have uh, some sort of evidence to back up that bold claim. Right. Um, so I guess on that, yeah, I guess you can apologize for that. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It remains to be seen what the hell is going to happen with this Saudi Golf League and who they have, who these 20 players are that they have. So, uh, and, and the lifetime ban is still the, the threat. The, if you play in that league, it's a lifetime ban. And so, what Phil is not going to be associated with the PGA. Tour That's what I mean. Yet? I think he's calling their bluff. What are they going to? I mean, the the only reason anyone went out to the Fortnite over the wraparound season was because Phil was there. Yeah. So, they're going to lose tons of fans, um, and I think they're aware of that. And I think they. they I, I mean, it's just a matter. It's just right now, people just they're just raising the stakes, right, yeah. back and forth with each other. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Again, how it all plays out, uh, and then I'm I'm more curious as to just who the players are that are going to go over and play the uh, the Saudi Golf League, and that's supposed to drop on the, pl- uh, the during players. the Players Championship week. Incredible, but even Bryson came out right and declared a little bit of allegiance towards the tour. Everybody who's a somebody that's been possibly linked to this has come out and pledged their allegiance to the PGA Tour. Yeah. But the one thing I have to say is uh, even Tiger's comments earlier in the week uh, when he was at uh, the Genesis and his, yeah, his, his press, press conference, conference, he brought up the media rights stuff. I mean, so this is this is something that the players are feeling. And even to do the, the match that Phil did, 
they had to pay the PGA Tour um, a million dollar licensing fee right off the yeah. top. So a million dollars after you see how much money that, that shit generates doesn't seem like a lot, but you could tell that. But still, that feels pissed a million about dollars, right? Um, and something that the PGA Tour did—they literally did nothing to facilitate. No, no that kind of that reminds me of like the UFC with these big super fights. They, they basically do the same thing. Um, that's you know, I don't know. That goes all into like legality and contracts. Right. right. There's no players' union for golf, so yeah. um, they can't kind of bargain these things out. Obviously. Yeah, the way they have it set up, the where the PGA Tour is is, is organized, is unique to any anything in sports. Um, to say they can't, I don't know. It, it's 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 just wild to me. I think there's going to be some common ground here. I think. Yeah, the, I think the I, Saudi I don't think leagues, this is coming out to, or I, I think this is being made made up to be a little bit more of a bigger thing than it, than it actually will end up being. Uh, yeah, and it, what's crazy about it too is it's give, it's giving free publicity to um, the, the Saudi golf league. Yeah, yeah, everyone. I mean, we want to know. Like I just said, I'm I don't really give a damn about what Phil said. I, I'm, I'm I want to know who the players are. Yeah. Um, and then if the band holds up. So if it's like Phil and Adam Scott and a bunch of other jabronis, then maybe it will. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. More to come on that. Um, I don't really have anything else. Should we just dive into our bets? Yeah. Mine stunk. Uh, well, no. So two of mine stunk. I had Bubba and uh, Sam Burns. They just barely missed the cut. And then Leishman, I'm done with Leishman. This is this is about the second or third time <laughs> that this guy's done this to me, and that, I knew it means, on Sunday. I knew it I on Sunday. Um, I knew where I saw where he was at, and I was like, I could just see this guy firing off two over par and missing, and that's exactly what he did. Um, so I'm done with Leishman. This has happened to me a couple times with him in the top ten. Um, but I did tail your Jocko bet, and that was that was easy cash. So that made up for the uh, blue ball of Leishman fucking <laughs> falling apart on Sunday. And you um, got a couple winners. Yes. One which being Jocko, which was, uh, again, I, once you put that up, I, I tailed that right away because I remembered him last year there. Um, yep, I had, I had Neiman plus uh, 550 for a top 10. I had Morikawa plus 210. For a top ten, hit both of those, and then Kepka plus three thirty three missed the cut. But I, I, I think that uh, even though Kepka is struggling, I still picked him for this upcoming week. Yeah, I like him this week. Um, so Honda Classic, obviously the the out there at the Bear Trap, um, PGA National. Yes, indeed. We went through and did a, a walk through the bear trap last year. So if you guys want to check out that podcast, we go through the uh, iconic holes there. Um, everyone knows about it. We've talked about it. Uh, the field is a little weak this year, but you still have some star power. You get you get to see Louis Oosthuizen again. Yep, um, we got some good names. Yeah, in we here. got some good names. It's de- it's just definitely not like uh, the Genesis, which no, is no, 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 an incredible an incredible field. Um, I was just just taking a look at 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 the odds and and all that. Um, I went ahead and put, I picked Louis Oosthuizen. This is gonna be his, I think, only his second tournament of the year on the PGA Tour. Um, he played last week, uh, not last week, maybe the week before. Yeah, the waste management he played, um, played really well there. Swing looks good. Um. 
I think he plays. I think he's going to play this course well. He doesn't make too many mistakes. So top yeah. 10 is a pretty safe bet, I think. Can't go wrong with Louie. I went with Louie. Uh, I put Kepka again, even though he bowed me last week. I just think that um, he's I mean, due. This is in his backyard. Yeah. Which he's very familiar with. Yeah. And then uh, I pit, I got he's, his odds are plus 240. And then I went with Bo Hostler at plus 1,000. And I'll tell you why. Because every everywhere I turn, there's Bo Hostler. We work the Fortinet everywhere, everywhere yeah. I turn. I run into Bo Hostler at, at Pebble Beach, same thing. And, and then I feel like, you know what, one of these days, and he's played both He's played both those tournaments really well. Yeah. So one of these days I'm going to see him on there. I'm going to put some Well, and on. he's fighting to get into the Masters, so he's got a little extra motivation too. Yeah. <clears throat> he's been playing well uh, to start the year in this new season, so I'm going to give him a shot. Um, myself. Yeah, who you got? There's a lot of golfers I like in the 370, 350, or kind of like 320 rather to uh, mm-hmm. 375 range. But I took uh, Keith Mitchell at plus 350, former nice. winner here, um, plays well on the Florida courses. I went with uh, little Brian Harmon. Oh. Yeah, he's also performed very well here. He's at mm-hmm. plus 375. And then uh, I went down. I, I do like Brooks. I might actually bet a little bit on Brooks just to win the thing. Um, and then I went down for another top ten to my guy Adam Svensson, who uh, played well at Pebble, snuck himself into another top ten. I think at the uh, at PGA West, and I believe he uh, lives in Florida, and so I'm pretty sure he's familiar with that course. Um, and so. He's got some game. I'm going to root for him. Nice. And uh, hope that he can get in there with a nice little hefty uh, top 10. Uh, one thing that was surprising to me, actually, and it's only because I don't know everything that there is to know about the PGA Tour, but was seeing Sun JM being the, the clear cut favorite. Yeah. Uh, he just has a really good track record there. I was looking yeah, at his, yeah, yeah. his finishes there. They're all really, really good. And seeing him at the very top of that ahead of some of these other names, even seeing Berger there at. at as the Plus two hundred, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like Berger hasn't played well in a really long time. Um, he won at AT and T last year, and that's been pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he definitely kind of fiddled out down the stretch of last season, um, but who knows? I mean, he's there. He's, he's that number for a reason, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see him up there. Uh, yeah, I like a little bit. I like Brooksy to win, maybe. Also, I like. Uh, I was very close to picking, putting Shane Lowry in my top ten, but I I think he could play well. I, I just I don't know. I'll kick myself if he ends up finishing top ten, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, don't have much else on on the Honda. I will be watching. Um, I mean, every, the, it seems like everything's starting to gear up, right, with the players coming up. Yeah, players. What two tournaments out? We go yep. Honda and then Valspar and then players. Yeah. Is there something else that nope. I'm missing in between that? I think that's I think that's right, and, um, and then obviously the Masters a month after that. So let's look. Let me pull up the schedule. Let's see what we go here. We go uh, Honda. Okay, then we go Puerto Rico Open. Oh, no one plays. That's in that. next week. So then there's got to be a WGC or something going on next week. Then oh, you know what next week is? Match play. I think it's got to be right. Because the Puerto Rico Open is like how yeah, is how yeah. the guys get their first career. Next wins. week's got to be match play. No, I got match play Wednesday, March twenty third to Sunday the twenty seventh. 
So it's basically an off week. We go Honda Classic, then we go Bay Hill, then we go the players, then to the Valspar. Oh, I have Honda Classic, Arnold Palmer Invitational. Oh, oh okay, yeah. okay, okay. So it's Ar- it's 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 Bay Hill yeah. and the Puerto Rico Open going on at the same time. Yep. All right. Yep. Good call. Good call. So, oh man, awesome. Nice. I I love the Arnold Palmer. Yeah, Invitational. Bay Hill's great. Oh man, next week we got LPGA coming back, HSBC in China. Oh, I just saw the headline over there. Phil lost his KPMG. I know, I saw that. No more KPMG. It's just gonna be work day in Callaway. I darn. mean, man, what? I don't know. <laughs> For what? Why did he? I know. What did he say? Excuse me. Um, that's not like I don't know. He acknowledged, yeah, anyway, we already touched on yeah, it. We don't need to take a deep we, political dive here. No, but, uh, no. We could definitely uh, include that one of our ups and downs, though, if you want to wrap right, this thing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, What you got for your up? Um, ups, let's see. Uh, I just had a good time at the range this last week and uh, kind of feel like I, I feel confident on the range um, with a little grip change and a couple little – tweaks i've made to my swing so i'm curious to see how it all all works out um on on course that's really the loan up that i have um and then down i guess i'll say down to kpmg for getting rid of phil uh (laughs) i don't really know what he did that was that offensive um i mean most of what he said about saudi arabia and how they the saudis do some of their things is pretty true right they killed a fucking reporter um they're not the most tolerant of folks no uh, and not not, don't have the best human rights track record links to financing terrorism i suppose kpmg wants uh more of the you know lebron side of uh that and and just not acknowledging it and and going for so i don't know but uh down on kpmg phil's done a lot for you guys how dare you fucking just drop him like this um I don't even know what KPMG is if Phil didn't wear it on his hat. Yeah, 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 for reals. So um, that's how much he's done for you guys. And <laughs> and you gotta, you're going to dog him once the going gets tough. How dare you? That's not how I roll. We need – you guys got to be – they got to be better friends. Yeah. Better friends. Come on. Um, but that's all I got. What about you? Um, ups. Um, I'm going to deviate from my golf game, even though I, I do feel like it's on the up. Um I am going to say up is going to be how much players are, be, are going to be making as a result of the Saudi League. I think it's going to be uh, a good thing. Um, they're going to be cashing bigger checks. They're going to give. Be, they're going to be uh, able to use other revenue streams, and I think we're going to we're going to see that as a result of all this shit that Phil is doing. Yeah. Um, so that that's enough. Another up that I got is uh, my golf gambling. I am yeah, just on little fire. Heater. Little heater. Absolutely on fire. Um, I think I'm going to retire from my normal job and just and just golf gamble and podcast and do that shit for the rest of my life. Um, down. I'm going to have to say uh, I'm a little down that Tiger's progress in recovery is taking so long. Um, but I'm definitely glad that he's walking again. It could have been a lot worse. I know I'm being selfish. Um, not being able to see him uh, maybe at all this year is, is a huge bummer. But, again, thankful just that you know everything turned out okay. 
Um, and then another down, I'm going to say, hmm, my short game. Short game is definitely a downer right now. So hope, hopefully that will pick up. As you start playing more. Yeah, right it's starting back. to get better weather. I'm going to start playing more. I'm looking forward to Bandon in, in May. So I just want to get everything locked in for locked that, in for that or as, as, as well as I could. Uh, really looking forward to the stretch of golf we got coming up here with some of these other tournaments. I mean, Honda is great to watch just because the, the PGA National is such a cool yeah, golf cool course. Track. Um, then we got obviously got Ar- Arnie's iconic course out there. And then we'll start talking about things like the players – uh, masters and we'll get into the you know the the full season here yep. so um you're playing this week maybe twice i don't have anything on the calendar but i'm definitely be hitting the range um so next week we can definitely recap the, the Honda. game talk we'll do a little bit more game talk and uh yeah hopefully we both hit on our bets again so good luck with that let's go all right see you next week Yeet. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week to unpack the Honda Classic, discuss our golf hot takes, and much, much more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Teeson, and until next time, hit him straight.